It's the M&S Monthly Podcast Show. Michael and Simon will share their best tips and secrets to provide inspiration for fellow entrepreneurs and business leaders. I hope you like the show. Let's get it started. And welcome to the M&S Show on the MichaelCrane.live podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking about visionary goal setting and how to line your vision to your goals, whether it's in your personal life, your business life, or just getting the body of your dreams to show off on the beach. We are focusing on what happens when your goals are achieved. Let's take the example of setting a goal to find the perfect home. How will you feel when you walk over the threshold for the first time? What would it look like? All too often, people don't set goals, which means they don't get to experience that feeling of accomplishment. So today, let's look at what happens when you do set a vision and reach for it. For business people and entrepreneurs, the feeling of success and accomplishment when you reach your goals can be truly empowering. You've put in the hard work and dedication, and now those goals have become a reality. It's a moment of pride and joy that you'll never, ever forget. For individuals, this feeling can be just as powerful. When you've reached your goals, you'll be able to look back and see how far you've come. You'll find a sense of inner peace, knowing that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. When you've reached your goals, you'll be able to take a step back and enjoy the results of all your hard work. You can appreciate the beauty of your accomplishment and take the time to celebrate all the successes you've had. You'll also be able to look forward to the future and plan new goals and visions. So today, let's take a moment to envision the feeling of accomplishment when our goals are met. Let's look forward to that moment when you'll be able to look back and be proud of all you've achieved. Let's also take the time to plan and set our goals so that we can experience that feeling of success and joy. At Michael Crane on the M&S Show, we are here to help Share our success so you can achieve your goals and make your vision a reality. So let's get started and turn your vision into reality. So, hello, Simon. Hello, Michael. Hello, everybody. Simon, everyone knows what a goal is. As we come to an end of an enormous year in many, many ways, but why is it important to think about goal setting? Well, there's a saying. I think it's a biblical saying, actually, Michael. It says, without vision, the people are lost. And so for me, the reason why you would even contemplate goal setting, setting goals and objectives for your lives, 
is because you start from the point of a vision. You start from the point of having a picture of what you want your life to be like or your business or even if it's a particular project or expedition, you have a picture of what the end point looks like. And when you've got that vision and you've got that picture, that's the point then that you would start to set goals and create milestones and objectives for where you want to be at certain points of that journey to the destination. We hear an awful lot about goal setting. And is it true that you start with the end in mind? Oh, yeah, that's a brilliant uh, um, habit to get into. I think that's the second of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. You know, when we start something, it's really important to have a very clear end in mind, uh, to get that picture in your head. I, I liken it to these new um, 3D goggle things that is all the rage at the moment, you know, where people have put these goggles on and it transforms them into this world which doesn't actually exist, but it's, it's very visionary, you know, and we are uh, naturally as human beings, we're ve very visually orientated. And I think when you can create a picture of where you're heading and what you want that to look like, then it becomes so much more powerful. It almost becomes reality there and then when you can get that, that very clear um, end in mind in your head. And I think it's clear, when you have a clear end in mind, the destination a lot of people uh, think about when they talk about their vision, the end of the rainbow idea, actually it's a good starting point to actually draw a line back to where we are today. So we're not going to be really speaking about goal setting on the podcast today. We're going to be speaking about the end of the rainbow and speak about how it feels to have achieved your goal. I know everyone knows what a goal is, but not so when it comes to being someone who can visualize something before the thing, the object, has already been built. But what's your definition of a clear vision? What are the things that people need to start thinking about when they set their vision and the goal that they're hoping to achieve? I think it's really important when you're thinking about a vision for where you want your life to be, that feelings form a really strong part of it. You know, look at um, Messi in the World Cup. And I'm very certain that Messi pictured himself very clearly lifting the World Cup. When they got to the final, they were in it to win it. Right from the off, they were in it to win it. Okay, it didn't quite go maybe as planned. But when you saw him at the end holding the World Cup and actually kissing it, before he lifted it up, you know, he was, you could almost see a glint in his eye that he'd already lived that moment once. You know, it was like a deja vu in one sense. He'd lived it because he'd visualized it, he'd pictured it, he was 
intent on nothing else. Nothing else mattered to him in all the world than that moment because he'd lived it already. He'd got that vision clear in his mind. And there he was actually living the vision, putting into practice the very thing that he'd dreamed of. And I think it's fair to say that his vision didn't just start on the day the World Cup final happened. The vision started probably when he was a teenager, practicing in the local school playground, on the field and with his mates. And it's that sort of uh, visionary that one day he's going to lift the World Cup. And sure enough, it took him an awful long time to do that towards the end of his career, but he achieved it. And funny enough, Simon, I was watching a piece on the ITV TV channel and they were showing their pre-match meditation, their pre-match chanting with each other. And they were using the words such as, we've got it, we've won it, we're going to win, we're going to score a goal. And no matter what they did, their heart, their mind was set before they even went on the field. And you know... Winning the World Cup, not just one man wins the cup. It's a team thing. It's a country thing. It's everything that all those players put into their game for many, many years. And I believe, you, you mentioned Messi there. I think the whole team had a vision of success. And they came together on that day to make it a reality. And that's the true definition of a visionary sort of uh, thing that they achieved Together, they saw it before it had already been achieved. So what do you think about that thought process that they had from a very young age to, that lasted actually 20, 30 years? Is that too long to have that vision of picking up the World Cup? Or is this quite normal? Well, I, I think it adequately describes the difference between if you like, goal setting and a vision. You know, goal setting is something we can set a goal for today. I can get up in the morning and say, right, today I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and that that is the fundamentals, if you like, of goal setting. But with vision, there's real power. Um, and there's power because there's no limit with a vision. It can be 20 or 30 years away, like you've just described, and you're absolutely right there. I'm sure as a child, all that, all the Argentinian team dreamt of this, this incredible moment. And so did the French team. But, you know, they didn't quite achieve their vision on that day. But they were still in the final, you know, and they still had an amazing World Cup. So for me, the, the vision isn't just about that end point. It's about the journey as well. And uh, we talk about it when we're walking, don't we? Enjoying the journey. So the vision can be long. It can be very big. It can be something that's almost impossible. You know, if we invited Elon Musk on our podcast, Michael, um, I think he's coming soon, isn't he? Did you say? <laughs> I would like him to come. <laughs> um, but you know, and try to get a picture of the vision that sits in his head, it's incredible. It's what most people would say is impossible. Um, but for each and every one of us, we should have a vision. And sometimes it can be just 
our vision singularly, um, or as you just described with Argentina, it can be a team vision, a team effort. It can be a vision for your marriage or your family. It can be a vision for your business where you get everyone in the business to see that vision, to understand what it is. And then in understanding what it is, to start to live it and to start that journey towards it. That's a very interesting point you make a little while ago about the French team. Sure, they had the same vision of picking up the World Cup and they did their utmost to pick the cup up on that day. But as we all know, they weren't fortunate enough to pick the cup up and they came away with a silver medal, as a matter of fact. So along the way to your destination, which is your vision, how do you deal with disappointment? And does that make a fool of being a type of person who has a clear vision and heads to it? Because I think in life, all too often we hear people say, yeah, but that's not achievable, Michael. Why are you setting a goal that's unrealistic? But how do you think the French team felt because they haven't reached their destination. They haven't reached their vision. Well, this is where it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the emotions that come with a vision. You know, I'm sure they were absolutely gutted. I'm sure some people are still scraping them off the ground, so to speak. But, you know, it, visions are emotional things. And I'm a great believer in having big visions, big dreams. You know, if you aim for the stars, but you only hit the moon, then wow, you've, you've made it to the moon, you know? So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail with some of your vision or not achieve it fully, but go for it because a key part to it on this emotional, and it can be an emotional roller coaster in some uh, uh, elements, but if you have a clear vision and you have that picture, there's something there to excite you. Certainly when I have my vision for my future, Michael, it excites me, it energizes me, it inspires me in a world where we see so much, you know, pain and tragedy and difficulty. You know, I want to have something to hold on to, something that I can, you know, really aim for. And having a really clear vision is important. And hey, you know, if I don't quite achieve it, the important thing, and the important thing for the French team is not to beat themselves up. You know, I'm sure Harry Kane is sat home <laughs> and, you know, he's not beating himself up over missing that penalty because had he, had he got the penalty, who knows where we would be right now. Um, I think the key thing is, Hold on to that vision. And once you get there, make sure you do one of two things, really. You, if you hit it, you achieve it, you exceed it, you, you must celebrate. Yeah, we don't take enough time out in life, do we, to celebrate when we've actually achieved something that's quite major in our life. And if we don't quite achieve it, then, you know, we've picked up that saying from Jim Rowan in the past, haven't we? Discipline your disappointment. You know, take it on the chin, take the lesson, create another vision. You know, the French will be back again in two years' time in the Euros. They're not written off completely. Um, and sports is a great 
um, uh, topic to talk about when it comes to vision and milestones and goal setting. So I think I, I encourage people who are listening, aim high, have a vision and enjoy the journey. You mentioned a little while ago, uh, Simon, about if you're going to dream, dream, dream big, set that vision to be unrealistic. I, I added that, by the way, but they have to be realistic or you'll never get there. But certainly I do believe let's dream really, really big when it comes to setting your vision. But what's wrong with the small destinations along the route to fuel those times where you think everything is going against you? And, you know, we should be celebrating the small steps because life happens one second at a time, one minute at a time, and one day at a time. So with regard to your small visions, what do they typically look like? Okay, well, I would put a timeline to that personally. I would say that um, a smaller vision is something that might be within the next 12 months, maybe two years. So, for example, you and I were talking as we were walking the other day, and I said to you, Michael, I've got this vision for where I want to be in two years' time. In just over two years' time, I'll be 60. Can you believe it? I mean, I can't, anyway. Um, but I would love to be, on my 60th birthday party, I would love to be on a cruise. I did a cruise about five years ago. I absolutely loved it. I haven't been on another cruise since, but I see these big cruise ships in Dover Harbour, and I think, oh, I'd love to be on a cruise. So I can picture myself now um, and my, with my friends around me, my family around me, um, sat there on the deck, clear blue sky, nice calm sea, sun going down, pina colada in hand, and that to me is a short vision, a short-term vision, because I would have to start thinking about planning that in the next 12 months, probably. If I, if I want to take enough people with me, I'm probably going to have to book that at least 18 months in advance. Yeah, and I'm, then I'm going to have to think about the cost of it, etc., etc. So um, that's a good short-term vision for me. And I encourage people to think in 12-month and two-year timeframes in that respect. You've actually jumped over to the next question that I was going to build the conversation on. Let's get personal about your own vision. And you mentioned the cruise. So you teased, I was teasing you up for that anyway in what I asked you previously. But let's go really quite deep into that cruise when you reach 60. Now you mentioned calm seas. We know if you're going on a cruise you've got a good chance it's going to be rough seas. But we know in life we have rough seas, we have calm seas, and hopefully we have more calm than rough. But let's really get down into the nitty-gritty. I bet you'll be able to describe the things in your suitcase to make that cruise so memorable. So what are the things? small visionary type of things. Go really deep, Simon, because this is the power 
of visionary, when you're able to see something before it's already happened. So what's in your suitcase? Oh, Michael, wow. That's a good question. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, we would all expect me to have my shorts, my T-shirts, and um, everything I need, like my toothbrush, my toothpaste, etc., etc. Probably going to have to admit that my laptop will be in there. Still, I will be checking on the business. Um, but you know, the key, the key for me is it will be more about how I feel. You know, if I'm there and I'm healthy, I'm in a good place financially. The business is doing what I want it to be doing. My daughters are there with me. My friends, Michael, you know, my friends like yourself will be there with me. And I can just see this merry band of people all feeling really happy, really relaxed and just being pampered. Because, you know, some of these cruises, you, you're properly pampered, aren't you? And whatever you need, whenever you need it, you just raise your hand and it's there. Uh, and, and I think for me, it's about how I'm feeling at that point. I can actually, it makes me feel emotional to think about it. And I'm sure there are listeners who you must be thinking about something you want to achieve that's your vision for the future. How's it making you feel? Does it bring a smile to your face? I always say if you've set something in your mind and it brings a smile to your face, it's got to be a good thing. I know exactly what's going to be in my suitcase for the cruise. I think I'm going to have a white suit with a red bow tie and a red waistcoat with a red handkerchief for those balls that they throw on the ship and like you Simon I'm also going to have a couple of cocktails I'm not going to drink the traditional beers because on a posh cruise it calls for cocktails and yes I was right I have been on some very some cruises in the past that have been very stormy but not this one because we're going to plan, or I hope you plan, a cruise where the seas are much calmer than the Bay of Biscay. <laughs> but, you know, this is how we create that vision. This is how you, you arrive at the destination and you're set. And you look around yourself and you think, wow, this is what comes when you think. When you think about it, you breathe it, you, I'd, uh, you, you, you have it in your mind's eye. And when you can see in your hand, you can see it in your mind. And I think that's the key. So in my suitcase, Simon, that's what I'm going to have. Make sure it's a cruise to remember, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. And don't forget the you know, the Ray-Bans as well, because you're going to need them with a suit like that. Um, now, I, I think the really interesting thing about everything that you've spoken about then is that a vision has many component parts to it. Yeah, in, in order for it to happen, there will be many actions, milestones, goals, things to do before you get there. 
you know, what we're describing, if you like, is the big, the big vision. But to, to create that big vision, we need to be skilled at working our way backwards. So as Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind, but then once you've got that end in mind, what are the steps backwards from there to now that so that you can then start to formulate the very clear actions that you need to take in order to make that vision happen? So Simon, we've spoken about what's in the suitcase. They're the material things. Let's talk about the emotive things. When you're walking towards the ship and you think to yourself, wow, how many floors does this cruise ship have? Or is it a small one? And as you walk onto the ship, how are you feeling at that point? Does it bring a smile to your face? Are you greeted by great cruise ship ambassadors? And they say to you, Mr. Teague, welcome aboard. It's so nice to have you here. You're going to have a great time. And by the way, how was the journey getting here? And you turn around to this cruise ambassador and you say, well, it's so nice to be here. Let me tell you, the actual journey started three years ago. Would you like to hear more about it? What are the things you would say to the cruise ambassador when he asks you, it's great to have you here, Mr. Teague. How are you feeling? I would probably have to contain myself by the look of horror on his face as I'm about to tell him about my last three years of my life. <laughs> um, but I, I think, Michael, yeah, I, I would be telling him the day it started. You know, almost I'd take him back to this podcast and say, do you know what? I started talking about this cruise when I was meeting Michael and we were talking about our next podcast and we thought we'd talk about vision. And from that moment on and from today forward, all my steps that I'm about to take to make that happen. You know, one of the things I reflect on is back in 2008, when I first started my business, I remember sitting down with my girls, they were young at the time, and I had this huge piece of cardboard and loads of magazines. And I said to them, girls, let's create a vision board for the next five years. I remember cutting out a picture of a cruise ship at that time and sticking it on my vision board. And I discovered this vision board up in our loft only a couple of months ago. And it's fascinating that most of the things, not all, but most of the things on that vision board we achieved in that five-year period. And yet I'd forgotten about it. And so there's another element to visioning here. It's about our subconscious mind and the power of it when we connect with, if you like, you know, universal powers and we start to manifest and bring to life the very things that we think about. The other big thing about having a vision, whether it's for your life, your marriage, your business, it's a, usually a very positive experience. 
And it's that positivity and creating that positive energy that is part of making that vision happen. So I'll probably hit the poor chap on the cruise ship with a lot of psychology as well, Michael, and see how we go. Me too. You referred to creating the vision board with your daughters many years ago. And I do love vision boards. But we've spoken about getting onto this cruise ship in two years' time, and we've spoken about what's in your suitcase. We've even gone one step further to be addressing the cruise ship ambassador about how you're feeling to be with him. But I think there's more dimensions to creating the ideal vision, Simon. So we see what's in the suitcase. We feel what it's like getting onto the cruise ship. But I know you live by the coast, and I used to live by the coast, but uh, there's nothing more I loved walking along the shore on a crisp, blue, sunny day, and the smells that came from the open sea, and you could hear the seagulls chirping and fighting over those, those chips or that bread that someone's left on the beach, and uh, the rocks that you have to navigate so you don't fall and trip and hurt yourself. But talk about how the smell hits you as you walk onto that cruise ship. Yeah, well, it's about being in touch with our five senses, isn't it? And it's when you get that vision really clear, all five senses can kick in and you want to pay attention to them. What does it sound like? What does it smell like, taste like, look like? Can you feel it? Can you, when you go into your cabin, can you feel the, you know, the silkiness of the sheets and the, the whole ambiance of what you're about to experience? And I know we're focusing on my cruise ship at the moment, but it could be anything, couldn't it? What, when you put yourself, you almost transport yourself there, sit there, Close your eyes and not just picture yourself, but hear, as Michael's so well described there, the seagulls chirping in the background and, you know, the feeling of the rocks under your feet. And what does it smell like? Can you smell the seaweed? Can you smell the salt in the air? What does it taste like? Maybe you can taste the salt in the air, the freshness of the air. You know, and I think that's so important. And what what's really, really important here that we we haven't touched upon yet is bringing that vision to life with regularity. Yeah, so we don't just create a vision. And I suppose my vision board is not a great example because it ended its way up in the loft. But for me, a good example of really living your vision is about meditating on it, um, bringing it to life in your mind, writing about it. A lot of listeners have spoken to us and said they do journals. And I think journaling is a great idea because you can keep bringing to life what your vision is. Keep describing it. Yeah. And do that regularly because that uh, process is reinforcing it in you and it's reinforcing both your capability to go and get it um, but also uh, it's reinforcing the reality of it actually going to happen 
So now as we're coming to the end of the podcast show today, have you ever been at a place that you well defined, that you built, hitting the five ingredients, in the five dimensions, the smell, the feel, the touch, the energy you felt, the motivation for getting there. You're nodding your head, Simon. Mm. And this is the power that we're talking about when we're talking about visionary. It's the art of seeing something before it's already been built. But I guess a lot of people have not actually arrived at their destination and it's great that you have arrived, me too, by the way. But share how you felt actually arriving at that well-defined place. Well, it's a feeling of elation. Um, seven years ago, my business partner and I, in our business, embarked on quite a conquest, really, to develop software that would map and track the progress of our clients in the coaching relationship. For We're a coaching organisation um, and there wasn't anything like it on the market at all uh, that really fitted where we were where we were headed. So we embarked on this journey, and it was fraught with sleepless nights, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. And um, this year, in fact, only two weeks ago, I was with my business partner in York. We were collecting an award, uh, which is a global award for the software for the most innovative coaching software. And we both stood there holding this award. And, and I knew what Andrew was thinking and what I was thinking was the same thing. You know, wow, when we started this, we said that we needed to build something and create something that would get internationally recognised um, and that it would be a real mark of quality. And so we just, it was like the culmination of seven years into one place. And sometimes you don't expect that to happen. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily planned. We may not have won that award. But in winning that award, it just brought everything together into that one place. So it felt great. And uh, we went out and celebrated afterwards, of course. Why wouldn't you? And that's why we should have a vision of where we're going, what we're going to achieve. And not only see it, breathe it, smell it, feel it, touch it, and all those sensory emotion, motives that we all have, we all need to continue to be great in everything we do. But I just want to bring the podcast to an end now. And I want to share a personal experience, a personal vision of something I did many years ago. And when I was at school, it wasn't the sharpest uh, kid in the class, but let me tell you, I had a passion to learn to fly. And at the age of 21, I, actually younger than that, I went to learn to fly a plane. And for someone who was not the sharpest kid in the school, to learn to fly and fly a plane on their own across America was an enormous feat. And when we talk about senses... We talk about altitude, we talk about fear, we talk about touching, we talk about how we're dressing. We're talking about the epilepsy on our uh, shirt. You know, I'm a pilot, I'm a private pilot, but all the same. I learned to fly a plane, I flew a plane. And, and to be honest, I had this vision in my mind many years before actually achieving my private pilot's license. And from someone who was not the spark brightest kid in the class to achieve his private pilot's license 
was an enormous feat. And now I'm a true visionary because if I can vision to fly a plane on my own, I can achieve anything. And I think so can you. So I just want to say thank you to our listeners for listening to the podcast today. Go and make that vision. If you're going to dream, dream really big because you might surprise yourself. You won't surprise me. Make it happen. You can do it. I have faith in you. Any last in thought, Simon, as we wrap the show up today? I would just echo what you said, Michael. You achieved an amazing thing there. Everybody has the capability. Nothing is impossible. Make your dreams big. Make your dreams happen. Go and be the visionary that's in you. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You have been listening to the M&S Monthly Podcast Show with Michael and Simon. If you have enjoyed listening today, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode.